Chapter 19 of Stories of Symphonic Music. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Stories of Symphonic Music by Lawrence Gilman. Section 19 Huber. Hans Huber, born in Schönebert, Switzerland june twenty eighth eighteen fifty two now living in bal symphony number no. two in e minor opus one hundred fifteen one allegro con fuoco two scherzo allegro con fuoco non troppo three adagio ma non troppo four finale metamorphosis suggested by pictures by böcklin this symphony was written in eulogy of the Swiss painter Arnold Böcklin, born in Baal, October 16, 1827, died in San Domenico near Florence, January 16, 1901, in glorification of his highly imaginative and individual art. The original intention of the composer, it is said, was to name his core a Böcklin symphony, and to give to various portions of the music the titles of certain of Böcklin's best-known canvases. This plan was, however, not adhered to, and now only the last movement, the finale, is avowedly an endeavor to compose a tonal commentary on various paintings by the Swiss artist. There is, therefore, no authorization for an attempt to find definite translations of Böcklin into tone anywhere save in the concluding movement. Yet it may be worth mentioning that the first movement is said to have been suggested by Böcklin's picture See es lacht die au, See the meadow laughs, which pictures two young girls in a meadow plucking flowers, while others stand about in various postures, one playing a lute, that the second movement, the scherzo, in a Dionysiac mood of revelry, is said to suggest the play of fauns and satyrs of the kind that Böcklin loved to paint, and that the third movement hints at moods inspired by his sacred grove, hymn of spring, and Venus Anadiomene. The finale is in form of a theme with variations, and each variation is named after a picture by Böcklin, I quote Mr. Philip Hale's concise and vivid characterizations of the different sections and the subjects which inspired them. 1. The Silence of the Ocean in the Museum at Bern Adagio Molto e Major 8.8 A dark woman, woman only to the waist, of unearthly beauty lies on a lonely rock far out at sea. Three seabirds listen with her. A strange sea creature with man's face is stretched beneath the wave. His eyes are without speculation. His tail floats above the surface and is brushed by the woman's hair. 2. Prometheus Chained 1882 owned by Arnold of Berlin. The god-defying hero, a giant in form, is bound on the summit of Caucasus, which rises abruptly from the foaming sea. Allegro Molto, 4-4. The theme is taken from the first movement. The wild orchestra searches until the end comes in six syncopated blows in extreme fortissimo. 3. 
The Fluting Nymph, 1881, owned by Hale of Darmstadt. Allegretto Grazioso, E major, 3-4. A flute solo that, in alternation with the clarinet, leads into the familiar theme in its first transformation of the first movement. 4. The Night, painted before 1888 and owned by Henneberg of Zürich. Adagio Manantropo, D-flat major, 3-4. A woman, draped in black, but with a shoulder exposed, floats over a peaceful land and slowly drops poppy heads from a cornucopia. The melody is played by the violoncellos, harp, bassoons, double bassoons, violas and double basses accompany. 5a, Sport of the Waves, 1883, in the new Pinacotheque, Munich. Quasi presto, E minor, 2-4, Watermen and waterwomen frolic in the waves. One woman gaily dives. Another, frightened, is laughed at by bearded and rubicund old fellow, whose head is rift with pond lilies, a caprice for the woodwind. In the section 2-4, the violins continue the melody, while violin and viola solos ornament, and harp and triangle at color. 5b the hermit fiddling before the statue of the madonna painted after 1882 in the national gallery berlin molto moderato e major 3 4 an aged man in his cell plays with bowed head before the madonna while little angels listen the strings are hushed organ relieved here and thereby flutes above clarinets 6 the elysian fields 1878 in the National Gallery, Berlin. Allegretto Tranquillo, G Major, 6-8. One of Böcklin's most celebrated paintings. A landscape of diversified and wondrous beauty, with mermaids, swans, a fair woman on the back of a centaur crossing a stream, a group in the distance around an altar. Long-sustained trombone chords furnish the harmonic foundation. The melody of a soft and lightly flowing dance character is maintained by the woodwind and violins, and a horn reminds one of an expressive theme in the first movement. 7. The Dawn of Love, 1868, owned by von Heil of Darmstadt. Andante molto espressivo et appassionato. E major, 3-4. Nymphs and young loves in a smiling and watered landscape. The passionate melody is given to the strings. Woodwind and horns take part in this as well as in the accompaniment. A short and vigorous crescendo leads to the last variation. 8. Bacchanale, owned by Knorr of Munich. Tempo di Vals, ma quasi presto. E major, 3-4. Men and women are rioting about a tavern near Rome. Some, overcome by wine, sprawl on the ground. The theme is developed in waltz form. A rapid violin passage leads to the close maestoso manantropo. The organ joins the orchestra in thundering out the chief theme. A graphic suggestion of what which Huber has sought to express in his music is conveyed by his felicitous comment on the art and temperament of Böcklin, written by Mr. Christian Brinton. Arnold Böcklin was able to develop a national art, 
an art specifically germanic because he had the magic to impose his dream upon his fellow-countrymen and because that dream was the reflex the embodiment of all the ineffable nostalgia of his race not alone for the cream-white villas of italy the fountains and the cypresses but for the gleaming marbles and golden myths of greece his art is merely another version of that sehnsucht which finds voice in the ballads of goethe the prose fancies of heine or the chiselled periods of winkelmann once again it is the german view in greece through renaissance eyes the special form under which becklin's appeal was made implied a reincarnation under actual conditions of the classic spirit he realized from the outset that the one way to treat such themes was to retouch them with modern poetry and modern passion pan diana prometheus monsters of the deep and grotesque of the forest were made vital and convincing the persuasive charm of his classic scenes is chiefly due to the anti-classic and often frankly humorous dionysian manner in which they are presented the formula of Böcklin's art consists in peopling sea or sky shore or wood with creatures of tradition or of sheer imagination its animus is a pantheistische naturpoesie illustrating the kinship of man and nature a conception both hellenic and germanic which arose from a blending of that which his spirit caught at in the world about him and that which came through the gates of fancy and of fable End of section nineteen recorded by monica m c